Welcome back to this week's episode of the Seatown Podcast, where Seattle business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders share their stories with us. I'm your host, Christian Harris. As an owner of Indie Real Estate Brokerage here in Seattle, I'm naturally interested in getting to know other local small business owners and organizations to help cultivate a flourishing culture for the businesses that play such a large part in shaping the flavor and character of the neighborhoods that we love so much. So join me as we talk with these fascinating people and explore their stories and why they started their businesses, run a nonprofit, or otherwise are making an impact in the Seattle area. Well, thanks for joining me today. I'm joined by Shandon Grabeel, the owner of Allaire here in West Seattle. Um, so Allaire is a uh, specialized in unique and small batch gifts with emphasis on locally made goods and companies that give back. Uh, did, I, did I get that right? Yep. Okay. Um, and then before the interview, you were telling me that uh, the lair means happy in Latin. Uh, that's kind of the inspiration and driving force of it. Can you tell me a little bit more about uh, about the meaning and you know kind of what what you're you're going for with with your store? Yeah, um, I you know lair means happy, like you said, and it's um, I have there's a lot of really unique stuff that I try I work to find so that we don't all have the same things at all of the different gift shops uh-huh. and. Um, you know, I have, there's a lot of cuss words and there's a lot of dirty stuff and there's a lot of um, things that I think are funny, but it's uh, always kind. Sure. So it's never, you know, there's never going to be something that's like, you're an asshole. Or right. Or just cuss mean words? or something. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to, to tag it with explicit. It'll yeah, be fun. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, how did you, you know, get into this? I mean, Nalair's pretty, pretty new. What was the motivation for, for starting? You know, I um, had been working on it for a really long time, and I've lived kind of everywhere. I sold beer for, like, forever. So I've lived in 10 different cities and um, always really loved going to these gift shops and finding the perfect thing, and you're, like, walking around, you're like, I didn't even know I was shopping for that person, but that's Mm -hmm. perfect for them. Um, And I had been working on the business plan for a while and moving, and um, it's really scary, though, you know, to like the amount of money it takes to buy the initial inventory and just everything is so much. Um, And I was married for a while and after I got divorced, I started looking at places a little bit more closely and then this this place opened and I was inside and I could just picture it and uh, I was like, well, my future looks way different than I thought. So (laughs) I just had a big uh, screw up moment and, and signed the lease and then it was just like, you know, Full speed ahead. Sure. Yeah. Stuff. Stuff just got real. Yeah. Um, I mean, how's that? How's that been? How, how long have the doors been open? December third. Okay. So very. Yeah. Very almost recent. a year. Yeah. I mean, what's been the? I guess the most exciting aspect of opening a business. Is there any any aspects that were kind of unexpected? Um, you know, not. I mean, I think all of it was pretty pretty unexpected. Yeah. You know, you don't really know. I just had this like vision of having a a cute gift shop that I took my dogs to every day and yeah. you know all of a sudden you're like oh if you don't do something when you own a business it doesn't get done <laughs> so um, the community aspect is so cool and it's been so supportive and the people that come in and are genuinely happy for you like living out your dreams is yeah. the coolest thing and it makes me you know constantly be like man I wish I'd have done this five years sooner but sure. um, it happens when it happens so sure. yeah it's good Okay. Do you find that most of your uh, customers come in kind of uh, 
stumble upon you or they kind of seek you out or what's um, a little bit of both it was you know a lot of stumbling upon at first and I still get people that come in and they're like how long have you been open I've never noticed you before yeah. um, but a lot of people come in and say they heard about me from somebody else or somebody had been telling them that it was the perfect store from them and yes. I also get a lot of people from Instagram really yeah okay. I had a lady a couple weeks ago that came in on a Sunday from Bothell okay. and she was like I've been following your Instagram it's amazing I planned my whole Sunday around coming down here to go shopping which is amazing yeah. like Okay, so I, I that's great. Yeah, so I take it you're you're pretty uh, prominent on uh, Instagram or on, on very social media. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I did. Um, I went to the Create Cultivate conference a couple weeks ago, okay. and I I'm at like 2,100 followers or something like that, and um, I'm like talking. There's these big mentorship groups with mm -hmm. these people that are like really big on on social media. You know, this girl was like, one of my favorite people to follow is this like little nobody that only has 3,000 followers. And I was like, damn, I've worked so hard to get to 2,000, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm trying. And it's um, it's a really fun way to show new stuff when you're getting new things in every day. And yeah. um, people come in and like, I feel like I know them already because we've been commenting back and forth and stuff. And it's really fun. Sure. Yeah, yeah. isn't that the, the wonder of, of the internet? Yeah, it's amazing, it's right? Crazy. It's yeah. also like you know, a lot of work, but it's sure. um, cool because you, you're like, everything you do, you see sure. what the good is right. that you're doing, you know? Yeah. So how do you, uh, where, where does most of your stuff come from? Like, how do you find, you know, new um, vendors? Does it tend to be kind of other small businesses or just yeah. kind of ma, ma and pa Yeah, it's a or? lot of really small companies, female-owned. I have a lot of local girls in there. Um, I have a lot of people that it's their first time ever selling wholesale, mm -hmm. and they're learning how to do it, and I'm okay. learning how to buy it. So yeah. we're just like really patient with each other and figuring it out. And one of the girls that sells her jewelry in in the store, Nordy Made, is um, I was her first wholesale account, and she just got her second, and it's so exciting for her. Yeah. So um, it's been you know a lot like that, a lot of word of mouth, and you, like as I said, I was going to other stores for so many years, mm -hmm. so following them on Instagram and then finding things and now I have because I've lived so many places like yeah. all my friends go into stores in different cities and send me pictures and they're like you have to sell, you know, sell this girl sure. <laughs> or whatever so That's fine. Um, obviously there's like books and publishers and stuff that are way bigger and um, it's you can't really do that with as much but, um, mm -hmm. but I try as much as possible to do those small local companies. Okay. Um, now tell us a little bit more about your, your backstory. You obviously, you live here in West Seattle. Your store's here. You mentioned that you've you know, lived a whole bunch of other places mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and whatnot. What, uh, what has primarily taken you around? What are some of the, the funner places you've lived? Um, so I'm from Ohio, okay. which is not fun. Yeah, I'm from the Midwest, <laughs> too. It's okay. Are you? Where are you from? Uh, Iowa. Yeah, that's... But I tried not to tell too many Yeah, people. yeah, yeah. It's one of those... But I grew up here, so... Okay. Um, so then, so I worked for Miller Brewing to start, and I went to okay. Kentucky for a while, and then I was in um, California, so I lived in Orange County, San Francisco, Sacramento, and then I moved here in like 2007 or 8 um, okay. for about a year, and then I was in, then I got married, and he worked for Amazon, and we moved a lot with his job, so um, then we were in Reno, and then Cincinnati. And then back here. I feel like I'm forgetting somewhere. But everywhere was fun in its different way, you know. Oh. Like, Cal like Sacramento, I lived right in Midtown, and all my friends lived three blocks from me, and we were 25 and single and working for beer companies, and it was really fun. Sure. So <laughs> um, I always said, though, when I was done moving, like, West Seattle was where I wanted to be. So it was at, like, you know, I took 
years and did it and mm -hmm. moved a whole bunch of places. And then when I got over it and I was ready to like buy a house and plant roots and be done with it, it was it was going to be West Seattle. Okay, why why West Seattle? I just love, I love it here. Like I when I lived here before, I lived in Green Lake, and I used to come down all the time. And I just thought that. Um, it's really pretty here, first of all, you know, like where my house is at night, if I have the windows open, you can hear the seals and, mm -hmm. um, you know, you get Facebook alerts that there's whales down in the, in the water right now. And, yeah. um, it's really pretty here and, the, you know, the community is really cool and um, it's awesome that it's growing right now. We're getting better restaurants and yep. new businesses and stuff. But, yeah, it's, um, so I, I own a house like three blocks from my store. Okay, nice. Mm -hmm. Walk in. Usually. Usually. Yeah. Give you give your dog a little walk because you. Yeah, you're it depends yeah. on how hard it's raining. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, you mentioned you know as a, a small business owner you have to do everything yourself. Mm -hmm. um, what would you consider some of your greatest strengths that have uh, attributed to to your your success so far? Um, I'm super organized and I just do I, um, you know I always heard growing up that if there's a job in front of you it's yours so I'm never like. If the bathroom needs clean, we're going to clean the bathroom. Or if you need to deal with whoever, you know, you get on the phone and you do it. You just, you don't sit around and complain about how you have to do it. You just make it happen. Sure. So, yeah, I think yeah. it's it's been good. It's, um, it's I'm working more than I ever have before, obviously, but yep. it's never felt, I've never felt overwhelmed or like it's work. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, you see, the, you see the reason behind every single thing you do. Right. Great. Yeah, there's something definitely different when it's when it's yours and you're totally. growing something, you know. Yeah. yeah, rather than like working for a company, they're like every Friday you have to turn in this report, and you're like, who's even looking at this? Right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. It's good. Yep. Um, on the on the other side of that, what's uh, one habit that you wish you had? Um. You know, it's right now. Um, I spend so much time talking to people in the store, and but I've always thought of myself as an extrovert. Beer. I did special events for beer companies, so I did like, you know, Super Bowl and Final Four and backstage at concerts and like all of these big events where I was traveling all the time and every night was a party and it was somebody's um, reward for something, so you always had to be on. And I felt like I was always really good at that, and I'm just not anymore. <laughs> so I like go to work and I love it and I talk to everybody and I get this real connection with people, and then I leave and I shut down. Sure. <laughs> I'm like, all I want to do is go home and be quiet with my yeah. dogs. So, you know, I kind of wish that I still had that um, thing I had in my 20s where I was like, let's go meet every single person in the world, but I definitely shut down at the end of the day yeah. now. Life goes in phases, you know, I say yeah. embrace that uh, inner introvert. Yeah, 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 yeah. like who knew? Yeah. <laughs> if, if anybody from like 10 years ago were like, I was Shannon's an introvert now, it, it would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always uh, find it interesting meeting other introverts that are also social because you know mm -hmm. there's kind of that stigma of like well if you're an introvert you just stare at your feet and don't talk to anyone you yeah know, like, you'd be perfectly social but still like you kind of you need your downtime you yeah, know? yeah 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 um what would you find what, what do you find that you're most passionate about um you know i really think that life is all about like how you treat other people and mm -hmm. i really think it's super simple to make somebody's day really easy you know like you know, after we had the burglary a couple of weeks ago, okay. and it was this one shitty person that did something that sucked, but afterwards, I had people coming in. Like, the next four days in a row, somebody was waiting at the store for me with coffee mm. in the morning. Oh, and great, people man. brought in wine, and people brought in food, and people brought in flowers, and people came in and, like, cried tears, mm. and they were like, 
we feel like you're ours, and this happened to all of us, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I think like that's the stuff I'm going to remember, and it, was, sure. and it made it really easy to focus on this amazing community that was coming together instead of this one person that stole a whole lot of stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's um, I th I've always thought that that's the place to spend your time and energy and to go that extra mile is making people feel better, yeah. feel good. Yeah, no, that's a great one. You, you really feel connected, totally. you know, to, to that community, like come around people that uh, have had, you know, shitty things happen. So yeah. did uh, did they ever find the, no. the guy? No. no, he knew. He was wearing a mask and gloves. And I mean, I hope they do so he doesn't do it to anybody else, but um, I don't have high hopes of it happening. Sure. What uh, what have you found most challenging about opening and running your, your own business, you know? Um, I've always been, I was in sales, right? So I've always been super competitive. And um, it's been hard for me to admit that there's some things that I just am not good at prioritizing right now. Like, yeah. it takes me a month to answer emails. <laughs> like, sorry, you know, yeah. it's it's been really hard for me to, to say like, oh, maybe it's not just that this is a crazy time. Maybe it's just like that. I'm bad at prioritizing that, you know, so sure. you have to admit your flaws and that's okay. Yep. I've also never managed people before and I'm like managing people for my first time. So sure. I've been constantly like reading management books and trying to figure that out and make sure I'm doing a good job with that. But yeah. um, everybody's so different and I think that it's something that comes with experience, but we'll see. In the past, you know, what's holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur or you, you previously you kind of mentioned, you know, you know, you've had a lot of different job experience. You mentioned, oh, I wish I would have started this five years ago. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. Yeah. Uh, like, it's scary. It's yeah. all the, fi like, the financial part of it. And um, I'm not the kind of, I don't do things half-assed, you know. So I was like, once you made the decision, like, it was all in. Yeah. It wasn't like I was going to do it part-time and then still keep the job. And it's scary. And, um, you know, quite honestly, I didn't have the best marriage. And it wasn't something I probably would have had the confidence to do before that. And, yeah. um it's, you know, it's um, it's a big commitment to say, like, let's put all your eggs in this basket. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. But once you do it, yep. it's all ne in, right? Never look back. Yeah. There was a time last year, though. So I signed the lease in August mm -hmm. and got the keys November 1st. And I always had traveled a lot with work and personal. And, like, I had gone overseas once a year and, like, always done these big vacations. And I'm, like, ordering all the fixtures and furniture and inventory to my house and it's all in my garage. So you like, did you did all the, the tenant improvements yourself and No, my the landlord did like the flooring okay. and put in windows and stuff. Um, I picked them out but he did it. But okay. I'm like trying to get everything ready to you know, I wanted to open by Christmas. So sure. I was like trying to get everything together and then I started to panic about like never getting a vacation again. Mm. So on a Wednesday I booked a plane ticket to Oktoberfest in Munich and left on Sunday <laughs> and I was like there for a week and then I went to Prague for a week and like mm -hmm. met all these amazing people and like partied and it was really really fun but mm -hmm. there was a point where they were like trying to put the um the sign up on the window for me and mm -hmm. they're calling me and they, they're like we need your final approval and I'm like partying in Prague yeah. <laughs> and finally I just get this one email that says like Shandon period seriously period <laughs> I was like okay you're right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I did that and then I got the keys November 1st I had like 19 of my friends come over that week mm -hmm. and 
move everything from my house to the store and put together furniture and put out inventory and clean. And I mean, I, I, 19 people were there for four days. Like we just drank beer and ordered pizza and it was a store at the end of four days. It was amazing. And then I went to Bali for a couple of weeks with my best friend yeah. <laughs> and then came back and opened two days later, you well, know? So crazy. it was like, I know. So I didn't advertise my open date or anything. Cause mm -hmm. I was like, just in case something, you know, goes haywire, just in case I'm being a really ambitious, yeah. like, we'll just figure it out. Or if I'm really jet lagged, like mm -hmm. we'll just figure it out because after that I'm going to be in town for a while. So, um, we opened December 3rd and when I look back at it now, I'm like, Holy crap, like that was insane, but um, it was awesome and it was so worth it. But there was definitely a day in December and I was walking to work and it was December last year, it was freezing and really rainy mm -hmm. and I walked to work and I was there for a couple hours and like somebody came in and she's like, it's so awesome, you don't have to wear shoes in your store. And I looked down and I was like, oh man, <laughs> like I totally walked to work and was working for a couple hours and forgot to wear shoes. Like I was just so tired, <laughs> you know? It like, yeah, but it, it was just funny. Like it, there wasn't a point where I was like, I'm so tired. I'm, you know, like, why mm -hmm. did I do this to myself? There, I, it was just all so fun mm -hmm. and exciting. So uh, now I look back and I'm like, well, that was insane. Yeah. That's <laughs> an experience awesome. I don't have. No. For getting shoes at home. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> it's not too late. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So what's, uh, what's next in store for you and, and Alaire? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Mm -hmm. You know, like, um, I, was, I, I would really like to get some things online um, because I've lived so many places and I have people all over the place and I have people that would like to shop and, and just even here, you know, there's sometimes it's hard to get to West Seattle if you're somebody in Bothell following. Okay. So you don't, you don't have any, like, online I have uh, gift commerce. cards on there. Okay. And that's it. Um, okay. It's... You know, I, I've been on my own, so it's going to be a project. A lot of the people that I sell in the store are so small that um, when you start to sell them, you know, they have their Etsy shop or they sure. have their website, and then they're selling to a couple stores. So um, if you start to sell online, it's competition with them. And you just, you know, like, so sure, I have one sense. girl, for instance, who if somebody finds her on Instagram and they are local, she'll send them to me and if they're not she sends them to her website you know so okay. um, there's it's gonna be a process to figure out what I'm allowed to sell and what I'm not and figure out the tax rates and just figure out the the you know photography for each product and mm -hmm. um, writing a description it's just gonna be it's gonna be a process so we got it set up a couple months ago where it's possible and there's gift cards on there right now and that's it okay, okay. Um, yeah, that should, that should be interesting to figure out how not to step on the toes of, yeah. of your vendors. So. And you don't want, I mean, it's it, you want everybody to be successful and you want sure. but you want to keep it unique. And then I, I do such small quantities of everything because I'm doing these small makers, you know. Mm. So it's like if there's three in the store and then how do you make sure that you're not selling something online and then somebody buys it in the store and then you're out, you right. know. So I just think it's just going to be something I just, I'm going to need to wrap my head around yeah. like after the holidays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Is uh, the holidays tend to be kind of the, the busy time for you, or is it pretty consistent I have no throughout idea. the year? Yeah, I guess you haven't um, been, been in a full <laughs> annual cycle yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, December was busy last year, but I opened, and you know, I'm still getting people that are coming in saying that they didn't know I was there. So hopefully, this year is great with um, all of the you know people that have been coming in for the past eleven months and yeah. um, know the kind of things that we have, and then anybody new. Um, January and February, I always heard were really slow, but they were 
busy for me this year, but I think it was because I was new and sure. a novelty. And yep. so, I mean, I'm just kind of figuring it out. Yeah, that's, that's how you do it. Yeah, totally. No one gets in the business having all the answers. Yeah. Um, can you share with us uh, maybe some, some of the best advice you've ever received? Yeah. Um, you know, somebody told me that, like, they're like, you're going to crash and burn on some things, and you're going to screw some things up, and you're going to fail spectacularly at some things, and mm -hmm. you're going to do great, and you just have to be able to say, like, well, all right, I learned from that, and, um, and move on and not beat yourself up over it. And sure. I've taken it to heart. There was... A day, not too long ago, and it was like a Saturday night, and I had been working for weeks in a row, and it was like, you know, I close at seven on Saturdays, and it was like six forty-five, and um, this woman came in um, with one of her friends, and they were talking, and I was just kind of tired, and I, you know, I said, let me know if you need help with anything, but I didn't, you know, engage and talk to him as much because I was trying to get my stuff done, and at the end of it, it turned out she was like totally writing up. Um, an article on us and I was like <laughs> you know and she was great and yeah. she and you know I talk to her all the time now um, and she definitely understood you know but it was one of the, it was a good learning moment where it was like you can't have that off moment like sure. you never know if it's somebody's very first time coming in or if it's somebody that had a bad experience last time or if it's you like you just don't get the luxury of you know not having not being on sure yeah, yeah that makes sense yeah yeah. Well, it's nice to have that mindset, you know, that like when you do fail or don't do things as well, because you will, mm -hmm. I mean, we all totally. do, you know, that you totally. don't lose hope in that, you just look forward. I mean, what, totally. what's the saying, you know, the, the road to success is paved with failures, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's back in the sales days when you're like being really competitive with all these people, like kind of beat yourself up for those failures, mm -hmm. you know? And now you just have to be like, all right, well, that was a really good lesson for me to learn. And yeah. um, hopefully... You're going to be learning lessons your whole life and not ever, you know. There's that, the other thing, it's like, you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, hopefully, like, you're going to continue to be able to learn lessons and be open-minded about that for your whole life and not ever think you don't have anything else to learn. Sure. Yeah, it's something I personally struggle with being in business because, like, you know, you're figuring things out. You know there's a lot of things you don't know. But at the same time, when like you're asking for advice, people giving feedback, it's really easy to be like defensive and be, yeah. like defend like how you're doing things yeah. as opposed to being open and responsive to like, totally. hey, I could do this differently. You know? Totally. Yeah. I had like when I walked into the store the very first time, it was this huge open area because it used to be a gym, you know. And um, there's these three frames on the wall that they used to post workouts in. And the very first time I ever walked in the store, I was like. I'm going to put really girly wallpaper in there and put a big velvet couch under it. <laughs> like that was the only thing that I saw. And I was like, thought, like, it, like I just could picture the whole store around that. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I was talking to another business owner who's been in business in West Seattle for a long time. And she was like, you know, this is really cute, but this is like, you should not have this couch here right in the middle of everything. It like stops the flow. It doesn't make sense. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> you know? and, I, and I changed it and it looks sure. way better. And yeah. everybody comments on how much better it looks. And I really think that my customers would be honest with me if it didn't look better. And sure. I'm like, she was totally right. I'm like, and it's hard when you're like, that's the only thing I pictured when I walked in or sure. like walk away from that. But um, it's, it's cool to like continuously be able to be flexible and the coolest part is when you own it you're like no oh, it's not working we'll just change it yeah Great. yeah especially when you're small you got that flexibility <laughs> yeah. and maneuverability yeah. 
Do you, uh, do you personally listen to podcasts? Um, yeah, some. I listen to like a lot of the true crime ones for a while, and I okay. listen to uh, that um, stuff you didn't learn in history class. Okay. Um, and if you could recommend just one book to our listeners, what would it be? Um, my favorite book of all time is The Great Gatsby um, because he's, you know, just such a good, like, hopeful person. And mm-hmm. I read it every year as soon as, like, the first week of nice weather happens. Like, I, I read it every single year and it's, like, different every single time. Um, so, yeah, I would say that, but if, um, but if you haven't read them, I would also think that everybody in the world needs to read all the Harry Potter books. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of Harry Potter stuff in the store. <laughs> oh, okay. I gotcha. So you're a big Harry Potter fan? Yeah. Okay. I, like, just read it a couple of years ago for the first time. Like, okay. I didn't read it when I was a kid. And um, So if, if someone's, like, turned off by the movies, the books are a lot better? They're way better. Way better. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I tried to watch, like, the first Harry Potter, and I'm like, I can't do it. And, like, yeah. So it. the books, they go, like, the way she wrote them is, like, he starts out, you know, young, and, and each book is a year in school mm. and um, she wrote him like to grow with the kids yeah, so like okay. the first one is really you know it's like emotions that kids that age can feel and and then like you know the emotions get more complex and the words get bigger mm-hmm. throughout the books and so if you just watch the movie you're going to be like oh this is cheesy and what's the big deal yeah. but yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty okay. great well maybe I'll give it a try <laughs> I've heard their audiobooks are really good, too. Yeah, okay. Um, So as we wrap up here, what's uh, one piece of parting guidance you'd like to leave with our listeners? You know, um, the biggest thing, I think, is just knowing what your strengths are and knowing what they aren't. Mm -hmm. I was an English major and studied photography, and um, I've always been creative and good with people, but I don't, like, I can, like, barely, like, multiply. (laughs) I'm so bad with numbers, you (laughs) know? And um, one of the things that from the very beginning that I was like, I'm going to admit that I'm not even going to try to do this is my bookkeeping. And I hired the best bookkeeper and she's amazing and she saved my ass a bunch of times. And she tells me when tax rates are changing, but she also like, she just helps me with everything. So I think that um, just being really honest with yourself and saying like, this is what I'm good at and this is what I'm not good at. Um, um, Finding, finding the people, your people to help Mm -hmm. you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, if people want to come on by or uh, find you online, what's uh, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, the website is alairseattle.com, and the Instagram and Facebook is at alairseattle, and our address is 3280 California Avenue Southwest. All right. Very good. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for your time, Shandon. Um, yeah, go check out her... Uh, her awesome store and uh, support a, a local small business owner. And thank you so much. This has been so much fun. All right. Thanks. Yeah. All right. That wraps up this week's episode of the Seatown Podcast. Make sure to check out our guest website, pay them a visit, and help spread the word about what they're doing. If you have any questions, know someone who should be a guest on here or has a story worth sharing, email me at christianharris at seatown.com. That's S-E-A dash town.com. I would also be honored if you could go to iTunes and give us a review and a nice five-star rating. We work hard to bring on great guests and provide exceptional content, and getting a review from you is one way to help the podcast rank well in iTunes so others can find and enjoy the show as well. You can also find out more about me, how my real estate brokerage and our unconventional approach can help you with your Seattle area real estate needs, or other projects I'm working on by visiting seatown.com, S-E-A hyphen town.com. 
Today's intro and outro music is courtesy of the Fascination Movement. You can find their albums in the iTunes Store. The Seatown Podcast creator and host is Christian Harris. You can listen to more episodes and find all our show notes on our website at seatownpodcast.com. That's S-E-A hyphen townpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in a week for our next episode. This has been a Seatown Media Production.